everybody. Welcome back to Thoughtful Thursday. Uh, today's episode is going to be a fun one, and it's going to be a little fast and free. All right. So uh, I've got here my friend Cammy. Hey. Hey. I've got Daniel here. Oh, I'm not a friend. <laughs> friend Cammy, and I've got Daniel here. Well, there's his voice, and I have Nick. What's up? Glad to be here. Thank you, Nick, for an actual response. We're workplace acquaintances. <laughs> We're office or mates work, at work best. proximity associates. We are still allowing best. Mike to host the podcast. Yes, for a short period of time. Appreciate that allowance. Yep. So Can't we're wait till you we're talking about uh, something today that's different than the series that we are in because we we want to talk about that series that we're in. Uh, the Bible doesn't say that, but I think we want some more things to discuss in that. So we're doing. Some random one-off episodes. We're doing a series of one-off it's a episodes. Tr- this may be a trilogy. It might be a trilogy, mm-hmm. and they will be released at different times, not necessarily in sequential order. Newsflash, the second one won't be as good as the first. <laughs> There's some movies that are. We, 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 can't, get, we can't get sidetracked on that. You should find a book. The book will be better. We can't get sidetracked My on girl. that. Yeah, you know what I like about the movie? Not reading. <laughs> <It's> fantastic. <laughs> Moving pictures. Have you seen those? They're awesome. It takes two hours. <laughs> so I like people used to. Uh, I think Jim Gaffigan talks about this, but like people used to stare at the radio. Like, <laughs> it's like, what are we watching? Why are we watching this thing? And they came on moving pictures, and nobody wanted to listen to the radio anymore. Anyways, we are doing a trilogy series, not series, on what we call our staff DNA. Uh, who wants to take? Was there a noise in there? I said whoop whoop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, just random noises. Daniel's throwing up. Uh, Daniel, since you're making random noises, why don't you share what? Just I don't know. Maybe in a sentence. Staff maybe you'd DNA. rather have your friend share. Uh, I'm gonna save her for something special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's what do you want me to share about? I did not want this question. Uh, what was just the question? Like, what is? If you had to say it in a sentence or two. Actually, could I take it? Actually, I'll <laughs> I'll take this. I, okay. One one or two sentences on the subject of staff DNA. <laughs> No, um, so I would say we were very, very intentional about looking at the culture that we had that we felt like was healthy and the the staff culture we wanted to so maintain and create um, and that produced our staff DNA. So it's really about the the culture that we have here at New Hope. All right. Four sentences. That's pretty good. You did a good job with that. No, it was a run-on sentence. <laughs> you did throw in some ands there. I was like, that's a sentence. He's cheating. <laughs> that <laughs> This was really fun to come up with because we came up with this together over a fairly decent period of time. Yeah, I was trying to think how long that took us. I feel like it was at least two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall. Most... I mean, um, I don't know. Almost I don't know. <laughs> every business organization has, you know, a mission statement, values that they follow. And I remember, uh, Mike, you coming into my office one day and kind of poking your head and be like, hey, do you know what our values are? And me going like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I listed off maybe one of them. Because um, we... Did we have some listed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we, we had yeah, yeah. prior to yeah. us changing them over. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we did have values, but um, I'm, I'm not sure when those exactly were developed. I, I'm yeah, pretty I sure that, um, that the lead pastor before you had 
that they were his mm-hmm. that that he had developed, but they were not something that we were talking about or mm-hmm. you know kind of living by. So when we developed these, it was really fun to be a part of that process. Yeah, and I think that's important is the team being a part of it mm-hmm. because you you want these to be things that people really do buy into. So you know, Daniel, you could give us a list. And we could be like, oh, that's great. Daniel really values these things. Mm-hmm. And then we're all going to struggle to live by them. And they might be really good, too. Oh, they would be. <laughs> They'd be the best. Um, and there'd be 40 of them. <laughs> so we had we developed these things. Cammy, my friend Cammy, would you hold up <laughs> your arts and crafts project you brought with you today? Yes. So if you want to zoom in on that, Mr. Oh. Editor. Um this is just kind of what we we have hanging up. A lot of us have them hanging up in our offices. Some of us have to borrow them from friends or something like that <laughs> uh, if they lost theirs or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it was stolen. Uh, I think it was too, actually. <laughs> I thought it was convenient she had two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Misty. Um, we'll name, we'll <laughs> name drop bum, here. Bum. Cool thing real quick, and um, just to interject this, I got a message over the weekend from – Tiffany Short, our missionary in the Czech Republic, and she had me send her our staff DNA. Oh, cool. Um, because they were going to be teaching through it um, at a workshop or something that oh, she was fun. doing. I didn't pay that close awesome. attention to the message. It's gone global. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, that was just cool. Yeah. It had such an impact on her whenever she was here with us um, as an intern, and then she worked part-time for us. and. She loved it, so she's taking it abroad. Yeah. So just briefly, mission is this overarching thing that we're trying to achieve that will never fully be achieved. Like, there's no end date to it until we're all dead. Uh, Vision is how it's a a timeline. It's something you're doing to work towards the mission. And values is how all that feels. So, like, it's a kind of a code of conduct, so to speak, with – how we interact with each other and how we interface with the mission and values as we're pursuing that. This is how this needs to feel for us. Um, I think they've been really good for us because they really give us a framework for conversations. And one of the, one of the things we'll talk about today, they specifically give us a framework for that type of conversation that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So before we get into that, how could this type of thing or idea be beneficial for the for whoever's work or their family or their life. So let me, um, I'll jump in just to say, maybe you shed a little bit more light on our process and, and the why behind it. I think um, early on, you know, we had our lead pastor change. And then a year later, we had our executive pastor change. So pretty significant roles within the organization um, and it felt very yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on who you are. I've, I've seen five better lead pastors <laughs> and executive pastors. It felt, so obviously we weren't here for the before, but um, it, it was a different team. Mm-hmm. It didn't take too long, I wouldn't say, where we all collectively realized there's something special here. Um, I, I would say everyone on this team um, loves being a part of our of our staff. And as we started kind of recognizing that and talking about it, um, understanding that some of that just happened organically and because of the sovereignty 
of God and what a beautiful thing. But also we knew in order to keep this going, we've got to be so hyper-focused and intentional about it. And as hard as we had to fight to build a healthy team culture, we're going to have to fight that much harder to keep it. Um, Because if you are not so intentional about fighting to keep that, it will erode and slip away faster than you can imagine. And I think some of these things are, you know, kind of speak directly to that. Um, So for us, it was, hey, we've got something that we love. How do we build upon that? How do we keep that? How do we not take it for granted and let it slip away? So I think even in terms of um, your own organization or your own family, just recognizing some of those things about that that are healthy, that you love, that you want to foster, build on, keep going, maybe some things that aren't healthy that you can eliminate, but really trying to define those things that uniquely make your family your family or uniquely make your organization, your team, your team and different from all the others and the things that, hey, if, if you're going to be a part of this, you know, I think about like if, I, if we were going to bring in a new family member, you know, good friends of ours, their oldest son just got married. They now have a daughter-in-law, um, never had that before. So what does it mean to come into our family and be a part of our family? This is who we are. This it, is the it culture. It takes the guesswork out. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to try to figure it out. Yeah, it's answering the question of where are we going and what is it going to look like as we go there? Mm-hmm. How how are we going to get there? I, I love the common – the – the common values, the common language that doing something like this is able to build. I think that, you know, we can say, we'll, we'll get into some of these, but even just as you say two words, it it communicates so much more than just mm-hmm. the, the couple words that you're, yeah. you're using. And it gives you, yeah, a language or a way to talk about things. And, and we have one that we're going to talk about today that actually all the ones that we're talking about today have been uniquely helpful for me and my inner, my relationships with people on our team. So, yeah. And some of these, you know, we have nine of them. We're going to talk about three today. We might talk about two. We might talk about one because we don't really know. I don't know. We don't really know how long this conversation might take or not take. Um, some of these are more natural for some people mm-hmm. than others. You know, so the three we talk about today, you know, two of them, you might feel like, oh, that's pretty natural for me and I'm comfortable with that and that one's a struggle or all three of these I feel pretty natural at, but the next three I don't. So just know that, that, you know, it's not like they're going to be home runs for everybody all the time and it's just ways for us to grow and have conversations around. So if you are leading it, so today's conversation isn't overtly spiritual, I mean, I think in the past, our episodes have been pretty, like, based off the sermon series or whatever. It's not overtly spiritual, but I do think it's very practical and helpful, hopefully. Yeah. And actually can can help harvest some spirituality out of it. Um, so, if you're leading an organization, I think mm-hmm. this is really important uh, to set this tone. You go, well, I'm not the leader at our organization, Maybe you're leading a team within that organization. I, I think you can even bring this down to a micro level. And maybe maybe you don't have this at a macro level in your organization. You can demonstrate leading in the middle by doing this on a micro level. 
and maybe see some progress in the organization at whole. And, and but I think it also goes down to your own personal life, you know, your own DNA that you want to live by and you want to filter decisions through or as a family. So I, I think it's beneficial for mm-hmm. everybody for sure. Yeah. So the three we're going to talk about today, I'll list the three and then I'll define them how we have defined them. And then we'll, I'm making this up as I go. Like how we're having do you, this Do you want to just take one at a time so that if we don't get through Yeah, we can do that. Them. Yeah, that's true. Let's do that. Uh, so the first one is the team. And now, these are not in any no n- any order. No order. Um, two of them, I do think, feed into each other sure. a little bit mm-hmm. that we'll talk about today. Um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so this one secretly, um, I, I had a little bit of a, a hidden agenda with the team. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if everybody is aware of this. There's a saying in Michigan football <laughs> that is the team, the team, the team. Oh, cool. That sounds like every other sports program in history. <laughs> and Way I hope Dave doesn't listen to this or he may be off the team. <laughs> He'll be yeah, like, I'm done. I'm done with the team. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's, it's not every other sports team. There's okay. a lot that aren't about the team. They say they are, but their actions prove that they might not be. Anyways, uh, not a commentary on college sports. Um, so Although the team. you did make a very important distinction between saying something like a stated value and an actual real value. Yeah. So just because you come up with Good a point. cool, uh, yeah. you know, list of DNA or whatever for your organization, for your family, doesn't make it so unless you actually live this stuff out. Yeah, they can't just be aspirational. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a good idea. We're never going to do it. Because all those other teams are losers. Yes. And they function improperly. So here's how we have defined the team for us. We use we language, not me language. We take the good, the bad, and the ugly as if it was ours. The team and its needs are what we focus on, not our personal wants. That is the team, how we define it. Yep. So... What are your thoughts on the team? Cammie, you've been quiet over here. Mm. It's good stuff. (laughs) Gold. That's why she's my friend. (laughs) Short and sweet, baby. Short and sweet. I love belonging on this team. And I think that other people recognize that about us. Um, I'm talking as a staff. And... It's not that we are holding people on the outside and, oh, they're, like, looking in the mm. window and wanting in. Um, but not everyone can work here. You right. Know? Yeah. So I think that uh, it is attractional. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Attractional. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you say other attractional or attractional? Attractional. Okay. Like, yeah. That's a word. Yeah. I mean, like... You know, many people want to be on the Ohio State. Yeah, they do. University team. They do. <laughs> if, if they would have offered me a scholarship, I'd have played for the Ohio State University. <laughs> Get that plug in there. Anyway, um, yeah, I being on a team is amazing. So I played basketball, and so I like being a part of a team, not like a you know individual. Yeah. Sport, whatever. I think you hit the nail on the head with. It's not like we're trying to exclude. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. uh, that's not the. That's not what we're trying to do. Essentially, we were trying to create like. We were trying to not create silos yeah. of like I have my thing, you have your thing, you mm-hmm. have your thing, you have your thing. You know, Jay has his thing, Misty has his thing. Alec, 
her thing. Her thing. Missy's a girl. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) So it's like, no, 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 this is all ours, and we need to care about it that way. Yeah. Um, And so when we, even down to our language, like we try not to say things like, well, I Mm -hmm. or me, any chance we can, we use we language because it is a we. And I think when when you look at unhealthy organizations – um, you will see these little things slip into and become a norm, and they are so unbelievably unhealthy. And what, what typically happens is um, a group of people come together to make decisions. Uh, you might have heated debates regarding those decisions, whatever they may be, and at the end of it, a decision has to be made, right? So the leader decides this is what we're doing. You have you know maybe 80% of the room that was all for it, 20% wasn't, whatever. You execute the thing, and when it goes bad, you have those little voices that go, well, I was the one yeah. saying we, we shouldn't should. have done yep. this. Yep. I was the one that was against this. I said so-and-so, and it will erode um, at, the, at, at your organization, your effectiveness, the health of your team, um, from the top down. And this is one of those things where we said, Hey, look, there are going to be plenty of things that we don't all see eye to eye on. We're not a hundred percent, um, seeing it the same way. And, and we want all of those voices at the table. We want to have those conversations, but when we make a decision as a team, it is the team's decision. Mm -hmm. There are no, you know, lone, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, wolves, solo lobos. Lone Wolf. Oh, wow. So impressed. I want to be his friend so bad. (laughs) One day. If only you were on the team. (laughs) If only you were three like us. You know I'm a three wing, right? It's a wing. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I was just thinking about. I'm going to compete at who wants to achieve more. This specific um, DNA that we have and how it could have looked at a past job that I was at where I was collecting medical bills and they had a whiteboard, like a magnetic whiteboard and they had everybody where they were at. So every single month was a competition and then they would put people on that grid. And I, I, I did (laughs) enjoy that and I thrived off of it. Um, but most people didn't. And I was just thinking, what what could that have looked like if if this was a value that the company I worked for had, um, and maybe it just looked like, hey, as a team, we want to hit this big picture goal, and how do we do that together, and how do we help each other do that? Versus, you know, I don't care about anybody else else in the room, and I don't necessarily want them to do any better than what they're doing because I want to outperform them, right? Um, one way that it plays out really well, I think, at our staff is, you know, typically we're all really good at stepping in when, you know, kids ministry has a big event and, mm-hmm. you know, jumping in and helping with different stuff that's happening out happening with that or um, a student ministry event or chairs need to be set up or torn down. That isn't something that just, you know, our facilities person takes care of. It's something that our team does together. And those are things that I really value about how that kind of looks in real life. Yeah. I think it's just like a family. I mean, we've, uh, my husband and I have four sons. And so we've just always said, because you belong to the short family, 
our last name is short. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, these are the things. And, you know, it looks different, whatever, depending on what the thing was that we were talking about. But we've always, you know, it, it is something special. Like you belong to the short family. Mm-hmm. And so therefore we work hard and we're going to do this today or whatever it looks like. Um, and so even two of our sons are married now and just a few months ago um my oldest son and his wife you know everyone was home and they we all were just kind of sitting around and they said hey we have something that we want to talk to you guys about and you know all all the um kids and uh, were present and they just talked through some things that ultimately it's their decision um that they need to make as husband and wife but it will affect the entire family still Mm -hmm. and so they wanted to you know let us know what was going on that we could pray for them and things like that so even now um even though they have their own house and you know starting their own family they're still the team Mm -hmm. um so that's just a, a really beautiful thing that we can do as parents in our own family yeah yeah like you said, there's going to be there's uh, there will come a moment when you know, Cammy, you're leading a team and you're valuing input. A lot of times, people will say, "Well, you don't really value input because you didn't do what I said." Mm-hmm. That's like at some point, you can't do what everybody says mm-hmm. because three people said three different things. So you know, you've got this person, this person, this person, and you're having this dialogue. Well, I think this might be a good idea. I think this might be a good idea. As the appointed leader, you, you know, listen, I think this is the direction we should go. Mm-hmm. And, man, I value everything you guys have said. You really helped hone this. Um, and you were talking about this, but, like, person A may go, like, well, she didn't do what I said. Mm. And if it goes south, these things are tested in the public square. That's mm-hmm. that's the yeah. real metal of it. If when someone comes up to person A and says, uh, Kimmy did that. What that person says in the moment will tell you: Do they really believe that's a value or not? Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get here next. A conversation might need to happen with person A to go. Hey, I overheard, or this person came to me and said that you had said, um, "Yeah, I disagreed with this. I didn't think we should do it." Like that's not the team because when we walk out of that room, we are the team and if you do not like the decision enough you can deselect yourself from the team like that's if, if you think it's that terrible and you cannot be supportive of it i understand that and you can deselect but when we leave here and when someone comes to you and goes well that was a flop you go yeah sometimes we just sometimes we miss you know and we're going to work to get better mm-hmm. it's not throwing people under the bus it's not you know having side conversations with people who are outside the team, you know, it's we walk out of here united. And really, I think for us, it does get to the heart of this idea of spiritual unity. It, we want to be a unified group of people mm-hmm. who really do care about each other. Yeah. And again, I think that is recognizing what was already happening, um, that we had a group of people that w- really were all about the team. Mm-hmm. And so let's define that as part of our staff DNA. Let's define that as part of our culture. But also we need to name this as something that we value so that we protect it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it'll, it'll slip if we don't. Yeah. And go ahead. I think this is something that, that even played out as we were, you know, that 
two to three month long or however long it actually was that we took to really define what our staff DNA were. Like, because I am who I am and I'm not, I'll just throw stuff out there. Like there were a lot of ideas that I threw out there that I was like, Oh, I think this is a great staff DNA that we should have. That would just like, okay, we'll write it out on the paper, but you know, that's, yeah. And there were a lot that I threw out. Sure. That was the same thing. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. There, there's still values. I think like, man, this will be good to add to this list, but like, that's not what we, Mm -hmm. we came up with. Yeah. There were 50 plus options that were thrown out there that, we're all good. They were yeah. good, but but didn't make it through our filtering process. And in that, it's like, okay, I can be frustrated because my ideas weren't used, or I can go like, no, we decided this together, and this is this is good. And and I enjoyed that that yeah. entire process. And I don't know if you if you remember this, I didn't want to call them staff DNA. Yeah. I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna do. Uh, I don't staff, remember what we were. Gonna we were do. gonna do staff culture. And I love and staff it was, culture, but we were on the same team. We, yeah, <laughs> we were definitely split on DNA versus yeah. culture because the the thing that was against culture was oh, all I think of is a petri dish. <laughs> yeah, I remember like that. Culture <laughs> yeah, specimen. but that's where things grow. Yeah, that's but a DNA is who you, it's what you're made of. Yeah, we know what camp she was, Cammy. <laughs> You and Alex been hanging out recently. Bill Nye, the science guy over here. Oh, don't <laughs> even explaining DNA to us. You just explained what culture your, was. Uh, you just explained what culture was. So the first I, ten minutes you of know, your sermon, we was use all we language, Cammy. <laughs> do you know that we caterpillar <laughs> DNA has the same DNA <laughs> as a butterfly? <laughs> but Mike, you you mentioned this, and I know we'll get into it more, but. Um, I I can think of several conversations right off the top of my head on the team where I have, um, you know, we've been in a staff meeting and somebody said something. And after the staff meeting, I went in their office and I was like, hey, I don't, I don't even think you realize what you said, mm-hmm. but here's what you said. And when you said that, um, that goes against our staff DNA of the team. Yeah. And, uh, and it, these are so great to have defined – um, because it's so important. Again, you've got to be so proactive and and work toward these. Uh, so it's not like one of those things where, hey, this is who we are. We've arrived. This is the things that we find important and we've got to fight for. And so just having something to bring into a conversation. Hey, you said this. It, it violates this staff DNA of ours, the team. Um, and then, you know, it's immediate recognition and you know, asking for forgiveness and, and we deal with it and move on. It's great. Yeah. And it's not even like, it's, it's just not that big of a conversation. Right. No. It's just a simple, yep. like, hey, I, like you said, I don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah. You said me instead of we, not that we're walking around going like you are never allowed to say the words I or me again. Right. But like the tone of the conversation and then the context of, you know, that being said a certain way might've been able to have been said better this way. It's like, Oh yeah. And that's the end. Yeah. Like, Honestly. So that leads into our next one, maybe, unless anybody sure. has any final thoughts on this. All right. So our next one is probably the one that I suck at the most. Mm. So I feel like for me, the team comes the most naturally. Um, like even in, in college and like preaching classes and stuff like that, it just, it always bothered me when people would preach using you and me language as opposed to just simply saying we. Mm-hmm. So like naturally that one 
comes a little bit easier for me. This one is not easy for me at all. Uh, so this one we call have the crucial conversation. Uh, that's one of our DNAs or our culture pieces, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a weird way to say that now. I'm like, yeah, that's that's harder to have in a conversation. Yeah. Um, just a part of who we are. Yeah, just a part. Just a part. Um, so this one is defined as this. Something that slows a team down more than anything else is resentment and bitterness. Don't be tempted to bury personal issues. Instead, have the crucial conversation. So this one we ripped off completely. Oh, from, totally. From Joseph Grinney. Joseph Grinney. Yeah. yeah. So he wrote a book called Crucial Conversations, and we went through it as a staff. And I think it was – it's probably one of my favorite leadership development conversations we've had as a staff. Yep. Yeah. I was on a staff at another church before coming here. We read the book, had the same conversation, and it was very life-giving. And I still constantly need to be reminded of this. Probably wasn't as good as ours, but... No, not nearly. And I will link um, his book, and I'll also link the YouTube video. Yeah, because I think he does a TED Talk on this. We'll link the YouTube video. We will. (laughs) Just kidding. yeah, and, and I think when we went through it as a staff, there was a... <laughs> no, uh, I will. It's me. I'm doing 100% of the work. I want all of you to know. <laughs> I was sitting I'm here doing thinking, I'm not linking anything. Yeah, I don't know how. Nothing. Um, <laughs> we put out a good podcast. <laughs> we do great things. <laughs> so going back, hold on, going back to yeah, the team. When one of us succeed, we all do. <laughs> That's true. And I will say this, part of being on the team is anytime you can celebrate yeah. yep. somebody else, you do that, which... We'll talk about that later too. I don't want to get so many of these are intertwined. I don't want to. I know. I don't want to get ahead. So yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. stop talking. Go ahead. No, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it was great. It you was. were on the right path. I was. Yeah. Something about Joseph Grinney. Oh no, that wasn't that great. I was just going to say <laughs> when we went through this as a staff, um, he had spoken at the Global Leadership Summit. Um, so there was a GLS video that we watched, um, but I think he's done a TED talk on it. I mean, he's built a pretty good yeah honestly just, i think one just of the on this best things he did was his son did a some kind of experiment remember any video yes yeah, it? it was yeah. the brownies it was with giving sugar kids brownies. brownies with salt yeah giving kids brownies with sugar and brownie with salt and maybe it was day. it was just salt because yeah it was I a forgot his famous his grandma's like famous recipe yes. And he gave them to his friends, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was talking about how he set it up like, oh, this yeah. is grandma's best. These are grandma's recipe. They're the best brownies. And were these little kids going to tell the truth? Yeah. And then he asked them, you know, did you like my grandma's famous brownie recipe? And I think they almost all of them just said yes. Said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, that little experiment spoke so I, much to me. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I now don't that you said it, that. yeah, I remember. But I think there's a YouTube video of it. It's I, in I his think it's Global on, Leadership yeah. Summit talk. But I think you can find just that on just YouTube that. as well. Yeah. We'll link that video too. So we will. <laughs> there, it does not take long at all for a team where these conversations don't happen for interpersonal issues to arise. Yep. It takes hardly uh, it could happen in a day. Yep. I mean, like let's be honest, how many times a day does do I annoy you? You know what I mean like Yeah. Well, actually, please don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like in the last actually, hour or we need to have a crucial <laughs> conversation keeps about your new water bottle. <laughs> about your new water bottle. It's awful. 
So it, it can just take no time for there to just be a ton of dysfunction on a team. Yeah. And we create problems in our head that aren't problems. We And then we find solutions for the problems that we've created that aren't problems. And everyone's going, why did we do that? Like, that wasn't a problem. Why, why are we solving that problem that's not really a problem? And you just begin to lead in very unhealthy ways, yeah. very unhealthy ways. Well, and I think um, you, you kind of hit the, the first principle of crucial conversations. When conflict happens, you're either going to talk it out or act it out. There is no middle mm-hmm. ground. Um, when I have a problem with you, if we, if we don't deal with it, it is going to change the way I act. And, uh, and, and I think that's what you're addressing. If you don't deal with this stuff, it just so quickly will um, hurt your organization. But it's, it's, you know, super passive aggressive stuff or maybe really aggressive stuff. It depends on your personality. But you're going to act it out somehow, some way or another, if there's a conflict that's not resolved. Yeah. And it's, it is so easy I mean, just to kind of back up what you're saying, maybe I'm not saying anything new at all, but just even miscommunication to happen of, you know, misreading somebody's tone or, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on even in their life affects how they communicate. And I think it could be really easy for a miscommunication. And if you do not have a crucial conversation to follow up, maybe what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're picking up on, um, you know, it, it can get out of hand. And sometimes these are big things, and sometimes they are small things. I'll, I'll give an example that happened recently, and I'm giving this example without permission. So, uh, and I'm giving the example because it happened at this table, all right, recently. So, last week, Cammie shared something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And we made fun of her for it. And I no, felt I mean, I... <laughs> It doesn't sound right. I felt terrible. What? And I I started playing things out in my head, and I'm like, man, that was so stupid. And I'm like, I need to talk to Cami about it. And I'm like, she's not going to, she doesn't care. I know she doesn't care, so I just need to move on. Like, she'd have made fun of me for the same thing. I would have. <laughs> I know, and I, but I'm just like, no, I just felt like that was a conversation that needed to happen. So I was like, hey, I'm sorry, that was our reaction. And... I mean, you're like, no, it's it's fine. I, I don't. It just felt dismissive, and I did not want that to come across as dismissive because it wasn't dismissive. Anyways, I just felt like that little conversation needed to happen, even though if you're like, oh, please stop talking about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like that conversation needed to happen, and it it was fine. It was. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you need to have another conversation no, with me. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I sent my email. <laughs> and I, I knew that would be the response, but it was like, I still felt like that needed to happen. Yeah. Because if I didn't, I'd be stewing on it. Yes. And then I'd be reading things into things that That's weren't exactly things right. at all. Yep. And, you know, next time Cammy makes fun of me, because she will, I'm going, she's doing this because I said this. And, oh, I feel so bad. And I shouldn't have. It's like, well, just talk about it. And it's the end. Mm-hmm. It was the end of it the next day. Mm-hmm. So, now you have permission to make fun of me for things. And, and I won't do it out of spite. And you won't do it. I know you're not doing it out of spite. And I was only encouraging during that moment. So I didn't feel like I had to have any conversation because you can go back and listen to it. Listen, we. I made fun of you. I heard some eye language there. Yeah. We made fun of her as a team. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We were at this table. I know you said our. 
your support <laughs> These felt condescending. Our thing? <laughs> no. It felt like, it oh, wasn't here's our a thing. chance to get into Amy. Who's Amy? <laughs> I don't, even I don't know. know. She sounds hideous. <laughs> Just kidding. Amy's out there. We love you. We love uh, you. So, so I think, um, <laughs> Mike, that's a great example, and thanks for sharing that. That's something so simple. Yep. But you're yeah. right. If you didn't have that conversation, the, the way your mind works and the assumptions that you make, the things that get implanted there that you will carry out whole conversations about. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And all that could be avoided with a, a simple conversation. Um, I'm going to cough. Okay. If you can't tell, I'm fighting a, a little bit of a thing. Sinuses. A little thing called COVID. Oh, <laughs> something, something. Um, what I was going to say, though, is for me personally, I feel like crucial conversations – this may be like the biggest game changer for our team. Um, if if there were any one of these, and they're all, I think, very, very important. But for me, this one's the one that I feel like I've seen the most change and maybe the most health come about because we've been more willing to have these crucial conversations. And I'll say this. Um, I think one of the most important parts about this one Everyone had to buy into the idea that on the other side of a crucial conversation can be a healthier, better relationship. Um, What's the myth he talks about believing? Like, we choose to believe the lie that you can't have both. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hard conversation. And And a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. Because things are just going to fall apart. If I have this. Mm -hmm. If there's conflict, that it has to go south. And... And Can we what, switch seats next time? Sure. Am I? Why? No. What am I doing? No, you're fantastic. I just, I hate not being able to see everybody in one. I know. I keep feeling like I'm ignoring I know. you. That's and okay. I feel like I ignore you. I look through whenever these are to see. <laughs> the <laughs> boom. She's going to say, I look right through Daniel. I look through you because I can't stand to look at you. <laughs> Kimmy and I are good. Yeah, we just gaze yeah. across the table. <laughs> Remember, we sat, we sat behind here so we could... Yeah, hide I, our bulbous bodies. I will gladly change spots. Please don't make me sit across and have to look at Mike every episode. Me, don't if do I have it. a chance to look smaller, I'm taking it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was the thing. Is we were sitting up here and it was like, yeah, Mike and we're I are already huge. the biggest people here. Yeah. We don't need to be closer to the yeah. camera. But that, at this point, I'm okay that with is looking and, bigger. And I'm, you're, you're doing way better than me. I just want to say in that category, I look way bigger than you look. But you look way bigger than they look. Because all of those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am bigger than they are. I, I'm You're trying to. I am. That was a bad compliment. You, you act like you did what? something to accomplish that. <laughs> no, this isn't magic. I ate a lot. <laughs> this isn't magic. What Perception. I was trying to say, you were making it sound like we're both like overweight and huge. And I'm trying I to did. say. You're the one that said bulbous. I never said those words. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me, wasn't it? Never mind. That's I never said that. I just. We're already bigger. We don't need to look even larger than they are. Yeah. Or are not. <laughs> the end. The Bad end. Ease. I'll be talking to each of you later individually <laughs> and apologizing for calling you fat. So anyways. One, one of the things that I love about this um, DNA is. Jonah, did you just look down to see what it was called? <laughs> DNA. Oftentimes, I, specifically with this one, I think of. Veggie Tales, and if you don't know what that is, it's a Christian cartoon show that involves vegetables and teaches 
Bible stories or sounds amazing. You know, it's awesome. There's an episode. It's actually awesome. It sounds an, terrible it is, when you say it that way. <laughs> there's I'm an, singing it in my yeah. head right Veggie now. Tales, <laughs> there's an episode oh, um, that's talking about gossip and rumors, mm-hmm. and there's a rumor re- weed that literally starts as a seed. And then grows to be, oh, you know, taking over the city. That was a good episode. And it, it was a really good episode. But I think about how that is so true with this. You know, if you can have a, it can be. I, I think anytime you have a crucial conversation, it's typically not easy. It's typically embarrassing either for yourself or for the other person. Even over something simple and small, um, it, it can, it's uncomfortable it's it's not a fun thing to do. And I think that's the thing that's challenging about this um, this DNA is that it's not a fun thing to do. It's not, and, and we have other staff DNA that we'll talk about in future episodes that are really fun. And yeah. I think that mm-hmm. everybody on our staff for the most part loves doing. But this is one that, that isn't fun. But if you can do it early on before this really tiny insignificant seed has... Mm-hmm. Sprouted, grown, been fed by either your coworker's mind and what happens in there, or what happens in your own mind, and I think even what you shared, Mike, speaks perfectly to that. Something that probably was, for the most part, insignificant. There's also a part of it where Satan could have used that either in your mind and Kimmy's mind and both to create division, to create disunity, and I think being able to have the conversation when you know, it's early on mm-hmm. can make a big difference. And I, th- I think, and I'm also, I'm sharing something without permission. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's anything that is a problem for me to share, but I think that this, uh, DNA has been the single best, um, relational improvement, uh, that Jason and I have shared because I, I think that we as people just think differently. We see the world differently. We process things differently. Um, we argue like brothers, which it sometimes is really, really fun and other times is not as much fun. And I think that this um, specific DNA has been the best thing for our relationship because both of us have permission to pull the other one aside. And, and we have these conversations, I wouldn't say often, but we have them often enough that it's, uh, I'm just thankful for it because mm-hmm. it, it gives us a way to say, you know, hey, you said this and it kind of felt like an attack or, you know, whatever it is. I'm just making something up. It's been so good for our our relationship. And, yeah. you know, that's a it's a huge relationship. I mean, we worked together for eight years um, in my ministry and in, in the in with with the students and it ever since we kind of came up with these as a staff, it totally changed how we interacted, how we saw each other, how we even valued the things that make us different. I think that's it. This one especially creates such a humility in both people, because if I'm coming and having a crucial conversation with someone, that person also has to have humility in receiving um, Mm -hmm. whatever is being said and it's not not like oh well you said this about me so I'm the one that's um in the right and you're the one that's in the wrong no we both just have that um whatever character of humility and we're going to hear each other out and yep. um just 
you know, value one another. This one very specifically, I think, creates value and humility yeah. um, for the team. Totally. And super important for marriage. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to, This the key characteristic of this, with all of these, but what it feels like with this one is like, everyone needs to be playing by the same rules. Mm-hmm. Because if this is a value for me, but it's not for you, every time I come to you with a crucial conversation, I'm like, dude, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear it. And I just become a nag. I just yeah. become, you know, whatever it is. But if two people understand this is a part of how we operate, I think that naturally gives some humility mm-hmm. and naturally knows like, oh, this is what we do. So let me put this, let me put this hat on right now because I might be hearing something that I did that I didn't, maybe I didn't even mean to do, but I need to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think in marriage and as a parent, yeah, these are really big too. I have, um, like Summer and I have watched this stuff together. Uh, I've gone through it with my kids. I mean, our daughter this past year at college, hey dad, can you send me that link to the Crucial Conversation mm-hmm. video? Um, I've got to have a conversation with a friend and I just want to, brush up on that again, you know, um, this one probably more than anything, I, there's been a lot of influence in so many other areas of my life where this has come up. And, and I would also say like, as we talk about being willing to have a crucial conversation and kind of the heart behind it, there are some very practical tools that are an important part of this. And, and I don't want to go through all those because, you know, find that on your own, but, um, you know, we like that whole, the first 60 seconds are the most important, mm-hmm. you know, establishing a, a common goal. Um, just some very practical things that um, spell out the why this is so important and then how to actually do this. And, uh, and it doesn't take that long to figure out. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, and then my mind went blank. I would say the f- the two that kind of stick out to me is maybe like if we could share a couple is you said one, the first 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. You have one opportunity to start that conversation and how you start it in 60 seconds will dictate the rest of the conversation. If you come in guns a-blazing, mm-hmm. yeah. you might as well walk out of the room. It's, it's not a conversation anymore. Um, if you can establish a tone of the conversation that first 60 seconds, you, it's going to have a lot higher success rate. And... For us, I think in the way of Jesus, especially is it being out of a foundation of love for the mm-hmm. other person, yeah. Because that will dictate the first sixty yeah. seconds. Yeah. And I think um, the the way I think through conflict and the way you know, and I bring this into my view of a crucial conversation because we are Christians. That's the the lens, um, the the worldview that we have. And in Ephesians 4 is this idea that Jesus has already torn down uh, what, what Paul writes as the dividing walls of hostility that stand up between us, right? Jesus has already torn all of that down and created a bond of peace. Our job as followers of Christ is to maintain that bond of, of peace. So whenever I'm thinking about a crucial conversation, I'm praying through that and I'm going into it going, okay, if Kami and I are going to have this conversation, I'm trusting that the same Holy Spirit that indwells Kami is the same Holy Spirit that indwells me. There is already a bond of peace that Jesus has created between us 
Um, we want the same thing. So now it's a matter of just reemphasizing, reestablishing that, um, you know, tearing down those walls that we've built up and, and finding that common ground and coming together. And again, um, buying into the idea that we can do that in a healthy way because of who Jesus is. Um, and when we do that in a healthy way, our relationship is going to be better on the other side of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we love each other so much that we're willing to do these mm-hmm. hard things. I mean, yeah, it's because if we were apathetic yeah. toward each other, I mean, think about that. Well, I mean, we naturally have, um, I don't even want to use this word, but chemistry as a team, just our personalities, whatever we like to hang out, have fun. So there's something, there's a natural element to it. But if we also didn't do work hard at these other things, then it deteriorates. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want people to think, well, you guys, you know, you're the team because you're, we are also great. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, don't mean that are. in a bad way. Like yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm like, we just have that natural. We like to be, hang out with friends. We're friends, but it, it wouldn't be, it would go downhill real fast. Yeah. It also these. comes into play when you were hiring new people yep. that are not a part of the team. Two things. One, do we, and there's two approaches to this. Do we just look for somebody who already demonstrates these values or this DNA and then coaching right out of the the gate needs to be around this DNA. So not not everybody is going, like, again, because not all of us are really good at all of these. So, mm-hmm. like, nobody's going to fit the mill mm-hmm. perfectly for all these things. But when we do have to add someone to our team, you know, like when we added Alex to mm-hmm. the team, this was a part of yeah. that, like, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he embodies some of these things because we had a personal relationship with him. We knew that. And part of the onboarding process was like, this is who we are and this is how we operate. So it just gives, it it actually helps a new hire get their feet under them way faster. Yeah. I feel like. And I want to like, just when you're thinking about an, an organization, um, leading an organization, I don't want what you just said and, and, you didn't say this, but I don't want someone to think about this wrongly um, and think through the lens of like group think, Oh, I need to hire people that agree with me all the time Mm. Um, because that is not the case. We disagree with each other. other. (laughs) I mean, Mike, you and I have lots of debates. Um, I think you just like to disagree with me to debate. I I think sometimes you agree with me, but you're like, I'm not agreeing with that. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It keeps me sharp, though. Can't prove it. Keeps me sharp. Um, but no, we, like, <laughs> I can't prove it. I of feel like every fourth episode, we look at each other and I say, Mom and Dad are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to have some weird connection with Cammie here. <laughs> You're always looking for opportunities to be like, Cammie, I'm on your side. Whatever's happening, I'm on your side. So, so to I go, wasn't making fun of you, Cammie. Well, <laughs> to go back, Cammie, I want you to know, I'm on your side. <laughs> To go back to what you were saying, though, um, having someone that fits our culture anytime we're doing a hire, yeah, that's one of the most important things we're thinking about. Skills are, you know, skill sets are important, but you can teach a lot of skills, mm-hmm. right? Um, but someone that fits within our culture 
is incredibly important. Again, that is not groupthink. That's not having a yes person. But every hire that we've done since coming up with this, I've sat down with them and said, I want to show you our staff DNA. This is who we are as a team. This is what we're fighting for. This is the standard of what we hold each other to. Um, when you look at this list, if you don't think this is something that you, you can buy into or be a part of, this is probably not a good fit. Not, yeah. not that we're not, we can't continue to be friends or you can't worship it or whatever. Like none of that. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying that the environment, the culture of our team is probably not going to be a good fit for you. You will be miserable and we will be miserable. And then relationships mm-hmm. will fall apart. So for you. But, and I, just to speak to, if you are like the point leader of your organization, you are not above this. Like, amen. This is why I love this is because it keeps our feet on the ground because at any time anybody on our team can come into our office mm-hmm. and say, hey, you said or did this and that violates the things yep. that we came up with. It's yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not above that. I can think of a couple of times that Nick has come in and, and had one of those conversations with me and I've really appreciated it. Yeah. And, and he's been, you know, spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one, we'll talk about it quickly because I, I don't care how no. long this episode goes. No, I, I thank you for that. And honestly, those times, because we are friends and also you're my boss. Yeah. Don't it is. It so terrifying to have that conversation <laughs> yeah it, because i i think that we you know just like we did maybe with our parents i think that we have this false idea of who those in authority over us are and i'm sure that people you know that are in the ministries that we're in think higher of us than they should mm. and so on down and so our, our DNA have been able to give me the the boldness and the courage to say things that I never would, never, ever, ever would have said. Because even though I can be argumentative and will debate about stuff and I have my Enneagram Wing 8 that will come out at times, I was raised to respect authority and you keep your mouth shut. And so... Those so somewhere th- along the line, we've, we've made the idea that in order to respect authority, I can't ever have a difficult conversation with authority. Correct. And that's not respectful, actually. Like, the respectful thing to... And I'm not... I'm saying the respectful thing to do is to respectfully have a conversation. That's a human thing that should happen. But we've... Because I fall into your camp of... That has historically been difficult for me. And when it has happened, I have had it go really bad, and I've also had it go good for me and it'd be a life-giving experience to kind of go hey this happened I know you're my boss but this really made me feel this way and for that person to go wow yeah I see why you would think that I'm really sorry and in another instance basically go yeah shut up I don't care what you think like in that first 60 seconds that changes our relationship drastically so you know I appreciate the value of like because there are people in authority over me that I do respect. And I I think respecting those people who are putting authority over us are a good thing. But reframing of this is actually a respectful thing to do. Because no, I need to absolutely. know what you think. And that's a, it's, it's so, I think it has so many different levels to it. Um, in, in this specific scenario, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm talking to 
my boss. I'm talking to my friend. I'm talking to, you know, somebody that I enjoy, you know, going out on dates night, date nights <laughs> with. Hmm. Not with, as with just him or one to one. <laughs> it's some, sometimes, sometimes, um, you know, but and I'm also talking to, talk to this, a, a brother in Christ. And so there's like I, I feel like for me, I'm trying to break through all those layers, yeah. you know, when I feel like that of, OK, if I can get through this layer, can I even get through that layer? Because it's 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 not fun. Yeah. Again, this one specifically is not fun. It's not easy for any of you. Does this one come more naturally? The others. I just raised my hand on uh, audio podcast. For our listening only. <laughs> for, for our listening audience. That was Daniel said, that raised his hand. hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yeah, Lord, I think. Lord sees your heart. Um, <laughs> I don't. This one comes naturally. It's not that I like conflict. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have, however, been put in positions, I think, my entire working life to be a part of conflict resolution. And I don't know, I, honestly, I think it's probably more of just a God thing. Um, it's not something that I particularly enjoy doing, but I am no longer afraid of it. Yeah, it absolutely terrifies me. I think for us. And not just talking to someone in authority, yeah. like anybody. I, I do not, this is absolutely not yeah, what neither. I enjoy going to. I think for uh, me and my friend Cammy here, <laughs> we are both a three on the Enneagram. Who's trying hard? You, you've you been harassing me for trying hard. You're over here doing messages. A part of the downfall of a three is that we want people to like us. Mm, yeah. So I choose to often believe the lie. If I have this conversation with this person, they will not like me anymore. And I want to win them over. And I want them to think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I'm going to keep going with the little lie I'm living so that they just think everything's great. And I'm great. So the next one comes in under the umbrella of this one, I feel like. Mm -hmm. It's called 5% living. Um, there are times we will want to discuss 95% of what is happening and then hide the last 5%. Always give the last 5%. Be honest and transparent in everything we do. Nobody should wonder if they are getting the entire picture, but should know they are getting the real and full us. Um, I had this practically play out for me a couple of weeks ago as having a crucial conversation with someone outside of our organization. I explained to them, you know, I actually have it up in my office. I was sitting, I said, uh, you know, one thing we do here is have the crucial conversation, which we're in the middle of right now. And uh, you've shared with me this. I feel like there's, you're sharing 95% of everything and there's a 5% you're holding back. Is there 5% you're holding back? When put on the spot, the answer was, yeah, there is. All right, we'll share the last 5%, you know, just giving that permission. And, again, that comes back to the crucial conversation, I feel like. That is part of the crucial conversation is sharing that thing that we don't really want to share. So two things with this. I feel like there's the organizational version of ourself, and then there's the personal life. Mm -hmm. So I actually feel stronger and sharing the last 5% in my own personal life, mm. but not so in, I don't, I don't want to say organizational life because so much of my personal life is you guys as well. But like, I have no problem sharing the last 5% of the terrible parts of myself. Yeah. Like I, 
I, I, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable going like, here's where I am weak. Here's where I have screwed up. I'm not necessarily comfortable having this under the umbrella of the crucial conversation, if that makes sense. I, may, maybe that doesn't make sense. but well, I think I know what you're saying, but now... Can, I, can I talk I'm to you about sure. where I'm at with this and it might refine it or help define it a little bit more? I feel like I'm the opposite. Okay. And I feel like my last 5% is not anything that necessarily is me and my own brokenness. Uh, I'm a pretty open book, I feel like, for the most part. And I feel like I find this way easier to do here at New Hope with you guys and with volunteer teams than I do in my personal life, like with family and close friends. So I feel like I'm almost the opposite. I don't have any problem sharing the last 5% of I'm struggling right now. I'm hurting right now. I feel like the, my last 5% are my personal feelings about a person. A hundred percent. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Because it, Got it. And and, and again, <laughs> I w- I will just say this. And Jay, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. I don't think he listens. Maybe so. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> he won't hear it. But every single time we've had a crucial conversation, we've the last five percent is a part of that. Yeah. Like it is, and it's verbally said. It's, hey, I just got to show where I'm at, and I I want to give you the last five percent. Or, hey, I feel like you're holding. There's been some things communicated maybe that you haven't intended to, but I kind of feel like there's maybe a last 5% here that maybe you're holding back are, is there, you know, and sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Um, and I feel like I'm good with doing it here. Um, I struggle more in my personal life, maybe even specifically with, you know, my wife and not with my kids though. I will (laughs) give them all the percents. But that's where, yeah, I, that's where I really struggle is my own personal, that rumor, weed feeling, Mm -hmm. um, where you just let something grow from a seed into something bigger because you're not willing to just be that last 5% honest. And I think you come up on a topic that goes into a question Cami actually provided for us because I was struggling to come up with questions for this. Has our staff DNA flowed into your personal life? And if so, how? It 100% has. Is that the last 5%? <laughs> no, it... 95% has or 100% has? It, uh, the last 5% has gotten me to 100 No, these staff DNA, and and another part of it is, you know, Minda has volunteered here before I was here at New mm-hmm. Hope, and, you know, now she is... Um, helping out with our youth team in that leadership position. But this has been something that we've talked about since we've developed them. And even during development, it was something we talked about because it was something that was so exciting Mm -hmm. for me. And so we use this language even within the context of our marriage. I still think it's more difficult for me to be, to use these with her than it is with the staff. Yeah, it definitely has flowed into my personal life. And I often forget or I'm quickly reminded of like, oh, yeah, they don't operate off the same values that I am. The people that I work with, this is a common document for us. So it's easy to point to. It's easy to go to. It's easy to hold accountability based off of. 
the random person I'm having maybe a conflict with, I'm like, they don't, they don't give a crap, you know, what these things say. I really value yeah. these things because, like, we do them so much. So then it's like, then I get into the, but at least it puts me in mode of thinking by their actions, what is it that they do value? Yeah. And can I have a conversation based off of maybe what I presume, assume, presume, assume that they value? Yeah, but I mean, I think your example earlier of, hey, at work, we do this thing. Mm-hmm. This is how we operate. I feel like there's something you're holding back. You're not giving me mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example of. Yeah, sometimes it works out. And, yeah, you know, sometimes. if you're having a, a neutral, calm conversation, but in the heat of a moment or something, sometimes it doesn't necessarily go the way I think, oh, this would have gone differently with my friends at work. The Crucial Conversations video is by far and away my most used resource, quote unquote, that I give people. Mm -hmm. But I've found most of our staff DNA I've used in counseling other people, talk with other people, investing in other people. I am. And I just want to, on the 5% living, just to bring some clarity as to why I, I remember when we talked about this, you know, those things that we throw up on the board that are really important to us, but, you know, they didn't make the final list or, or we reworded them. Um, I think all of us really, really value and think of ourselves as authentic leaders. So authenticity was something that, that was something that we felt like was really important to define who we are as a team, as a culture, who we want to be as pastors, leaders, um, whatever the case may be, um, transparency, another, another word for that. Um, but what we talked about is it's really at our level, it can be easy to fake those things. I can be really authentic and transparent 95% of the way. Right. And I mean, that's kind of in the definition, but I can tell you about something and you can be sitting on the other side of the table going, man, Daniel's really opening up. He's really sharing with me something that's deep and personal. And meanwhile, that one thing that I don't, I really don't want you to know about, I'm keeping it over here tucked away. And that's the 5%. So we stayed away from authenticity, transparency, and we went with 5% living because we know that's, that's where the real hard work is. That's where the real vulnerability is. Um, if we can tackle that, then, then we're going to be better for it. I also think out of all of our DNA, I think this is the hardest one, personally. I think that it has given us permission to, um, like sometimes I do think I am being authentic, and I, and I am. I'm, I'm not on purpose, I'm not mm-hmm. sharing everything, but then it does make me um, acknowledge, oh, wait, actually there is another 5% mm-hmm. that maybe I wasn't even aware of, or, um, but it also gives me permission because sometimes I just think I'm too much. And to share that extra 5% is just too much. Like I don't, they don't want to hear it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and usually I have to do it in writing because that's just where I, that's where my 5% comes mm-hmm. out for my, even for myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll start writing. I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this was all here, but here it is. And um, so they make fun because once in a while they get 
an email from me. It's not a making fun. <laughs> it's just acknowledging, like, I'll I'll say something like, I wonder if I'm going to get an email tomorrow or tonight at, like, midnight. <laughs> and it's also, not bad stuff. No, it's not. It's just, um, it, it's my way processing. of processing. Yes. If you yeah. want to go to 110%, take a van <laughs> <Yeah>. ride. <laughs> We talked about this. <laughs> this is something to share. About. <laughs> Cammie, would you like to share? I know it's gotten bl- so blown up out of no. proportion that I don't even remember we exactly. Don't do that. But years ago, I don't. We were in the middle of a building project, the kids' campus, and Daniel, Misty, and I went to Fort Wayne to look at maybe another church. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. So we had him, you know, captured in a minivan. He couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I dodged that bullet. Bound and gagged. <laughs> yeah. He's got zip ties around his so thrown into the back. It was an hour of crucial conversations, 5% living, all the thing, and he could not get out. <laughs> <laughs> it was two against one. I just kept humming the theme song to Veggie Tales in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how is that trip? He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I still so, see the PTSD that was also in your like, eyes. Yeah. That was, I think, in my first six months of working here. <laughs> yeah. Every time we go somewhere as a group, you know, a couple people have minivans, and it's like, oh, we'll take the van. And Daniel's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's PTSD. I'll drive separate. You know what? I think I might walk. <laughs> it's 13 miles away. Yeah, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Or sometimes we're just like, um, we need to go for a van ride. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. get in my van. <laughs> get in the van. I feel I like candy. was 5% one of the first ones that we really decided on? I don't remember. I don't remember. I know. I. I I don't know if it was. I feel like it was pretty early in the process for that one. I'm trying to just look through our other ones real quick. I felt like the team was high up there. The team was high that up there. that one's pretty foundational. But I, I remember even using this one. There was one specific um, value that like I really felt passionate about. And I felt like I had permission because of this one to say, I really feel like this should be one of our values. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I like, I remember it very vividly. I, I can't remember what it was. We were, it was really we were dumb. in the coffee shop. <laughs> Terrible. We were in the coffee shop and I was just like, and, and if this doesn't make it like, I'm going to be frustrated, but like, I just needed to be able to say that mm-hmm. because if I didn't say it, I know I would have stewed on it. And even if, even though as a team, we agreed, no, this wasn't going up. And I think even, is by it on the list? No, no, <laughs> no, it's not on the list. Okay. And I don't even remember what it was now. <laughs> it was so important <laughs> that I don't know what it was. That's funny. But but that's where <laughs> I felt like because of this value, I was able to tell you guys that like, I'm frustrated that no one cares about this value that I feel like we should care about. And it bothers me. And I was able to say that. And I think because I was able to say that I can now today not care and not remember what it was. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. if I hadn't said it, I probably would have it written down <laughs> or written on the side here. I would have said, "Jay, would have a tenth DNA. <laughs> send me that file. I'm making I'm my editing own." Editing it, like seriously. Um, and as silly as that is, like it's made it so that I can say, "Yes, we decided on these." Not, yeah, yeah. There's one that's missing. I think you actually. I think what you described as an unhealthy thing is actually a healthy thing. So you made a statement. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to appear too much. Mm-hmm. Actually, I th- there's only certain people that get the last five percent. Oh, definitely. And that's <laughs> that's a safe, healthy practice. 
I think we all know those people who just run around yeah, sharing yeah, only the last five percent with total strangers, and you're like, <laughs> yep. "Dude, stop!" And you're, you're like, "I can't figure out why I don't have any friends. I'm so authentic with everybody." It's like, yeah, you're scaring people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't just run around scaring people. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of discernment there. Yeah. yeah. So like, I yeah, share the last five percent, but with not everybody team. gets that. Share the last five percent with, with the, the team. With the team, not the team. everybody gets the last five yes. percent. So, no. but I, and I think even within that though. There are times where the team doesn't need oh, that yeah. specific last five yeah. percent. That's between Nick and Jason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Jason won't know because he doesn't listen. No. <laughs> I meant to wife. the podcast, not like in general. <laughs> I don't think my wife listens to the podcast either. My yeah. My wife started listening as soon as we started making fun of her. <laughs> She's fantastic. Who would make fun of her? Well, you and Nick did. No, you did. No. Don't you throw us under a bus. No. Nick defended her honor. I That's did what he de- does. I did defend her. I did. I don't even remember what it was now. Oh, my now. goodness. It, I was just talking about how I let you guys know 15 minutes. or I give you guys a oh, different time. Yeah. You were talking about her always being late. I That's did, what it was. I did as not soon bring as that up, episode came I did not out, bring up listening. summer being late. I said, I love you guys, but it's funny because Minda and I went back and, well, we had a, I told you guys this already, but Minda and I had a funny conversation on the way to New York because I was like, oh, do you want to listen to a podcast or something? And she was like, well, we could listen to, you know, the New Hope. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to do that, but okay. <laughs> you know, who wants to listen to themselves speak? It's the worst, guys. It is. And uh, I, have I was like, well, listen to any of them. What, what episode are you on? And she goes, um. Well, zero, zero, one. I've, I've never actually listened to it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> the one thing I actually put out is the online pastor. And you don't even listen. <laughs> so then we listened to a few episodes and then I turned it off after she fell asleep. <laughs> that was probably my fault. But, the, well, she's that's what she does. Yeah, you trips. lulled her to sleep. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, no. Genuinely, though, she does sleep a lot on road trips. <laughs> Keep going, please. Minda, we think you're great. But I support you. She, it, it was really fun watching someone live listen to something, you know, something that I love and that I care about and have enjoyed doing. And to see her laugh at stuff or like... um be excited about what somebody shared or be interested or like, Oh man, I never thought about that. And it was really fun to, to listen to that with her and, and, and get some, I'm like, I just want you to be real with me. Last 5%, Uh, last 5%. And I learned some things. So I'm trying to be better for our listeners. There's a couple catchphrases I have, which I, let's, let's just not say what they are. Cause if you do, you'll, that's all you'll hear. But I'm trying, know, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better. Trying to be better. See what you did there. <laughs> Took me a second. I'm a little slow. <laughs> oh, Cam. So we have some more questions here, but we're already yeah, over like yeah, we're an hour or something. Um, which I don't care. And I will say this: if nobody listens, I, I said this after the last episode. I like really have fun doing this and yep. really look forward to it. Um, and I always say, like, even if nobody was listening, I would still just enjoy doing it. But I will say this. I know there's one person who has listened to every episode. 
He's a friend of the show. He's a dear, sweet man. And I told him, I said, you might get a shout out. So Is here's, it Andy? here's a shout out. What? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Stole your thunder. All that build up. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Andy Skiles, we love you. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thanks, we Andy. do. I love him hey, so Hey, do much. the yay You misheard stuff. me. I said, is it handy man? <laughs> is it that handy man that listens? So it goes on for a long time. You gotta. Well, he deserves. It. You can also fade it out. I don't want to. Remember to fade out. I want him to get an extended Please. cheer. In fact, <laughs> when are you taking back over? That's for Andy, you, Andy Skiles to get two extended cheers. Go, don't, Andy. Don't write down a note to edit something here. <laughs> I know what you're doing. You no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna add some fun stuff for Andy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Andy. Thanks for thanks for listening, watching, whatever you do. Maybe you don't, and you're lying to us. And, <laughs> We appreciate the fact that you want to lie to us to make us feel good. Now we'll know if he does. Yeah, now yeah. we will know. I'll be asking him some we specific questions. We should have a crucial conversation with him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really listen? Episode um, eight, what's it on? Yeah, there's going to be what's a quiz on? on this episode. <laughs> I don't. Uh, does, did anybody have a an unofficial sponsor? Can Andy be our unofficial sponsor? You have one? I actually have one. Okay. I was thinking about it this. It doesn't feel like a person should be able to be... An unofficial sponsor, but he is a brand. Andy Skiles is <laughs> Andy a brand. Skiles. He's a whole vibe. <laughs> he does have a cool hat. He does have he does. a cool hat. Um, so this past weekend over Father's Day, I went to upstate New York to visit my uh, younger brother, and we hung out for the weekend. Mind and the girls went with us, and and we had a blast. We went to Niagara Falls. Been there. I think it was both Garrett and I's fourth trip there, uh, but it was both of our first times. Uh, going on the Maid of the Mist, uh, we all went on it, and which I didn't really realize this, I guess, and I don't know, I'm just dumb, which is not no surprise to anybody, but the Maid of the Mist is just run by the park, so it's, you know, Niagara Falls yeah, we all State Park. I just thought it was some, like, private boat company. I would have thought it. it was a private company, too. <laughs> I so, never thought about it or cared. Yeah. <laughs> well... Where did they get those umbrella hats? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about it just because, well, it's been in the office. It's been in a few other things, but I'm like, how do you go on it? Do you just got to buy tickets online? And and my brother's like, oh, no, they just do, you know. Um, Are we getting somewhere with this? <laughs> no, I want to know because I might visit there soon. So, yes, how do I get on this boat? <laughs> We're just, talking about it, too. You show up and pay for it. That's it. Okay. Uh, but you just get in a giant line. Thought? It was awesome. And I do not like doing touristy things, but it was a blast. In fact, we got on there first, the one of their two electric boats, which because it, like, how they built it and stuff, it isn't dependent on motors being in any specific area. They're actually... Uh, the jets or propulsion is all around the outside. So it was totally quiet, silent. You couldn't hear an engine, no feel an roaring. engine. Um, and, you know, we parked up to the side. It just pulled straight off, went up, went down, see one of the waterfalls, just did a 360 right there. Just so It felt like see. I was in space because or what I assume – feeling like moving in space. So have you been like, to space too? Is that a parks department <laughs> thing? He's <laughs> getting a line for that. Uh, <laughs> Can we put a link up for that? Government? Space Force, Mike. Space Do you even X. know anything? Um, I was trying to curb my enthusiasm because 
how exciting can it be? It is worth every penny. And, and I didn't feel like it was that expensive to do. So for two what legit we did. questions, yep. not making fun of you. Yep. Questions. Two legit to quit. How long did you wait in line and how much did it cost? So once we got in line, you walked uh, to an, to like an observation deck, went down an elevator, um, got in a line and got a, uh, poncho. a poncho. Um, and then you waited uh, for the bus. So there was kind of like different stages. Did you get stages. to keep the poncho? You did get to keep the poncho. Mm, that's it a game was changer. included in the price. Um, I think a total, if you're talking actual standing waiting, I think probably 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. Now, I will say there was a lot of line area. As someone who's used to standing in lines like at uh, amusement parks and stuff, it was... There was a lot more line in area that could have been used for people to wait. So I I don't think it was like their busiest day or anything like that. But yeah, 15 minutes isn't bad at all. We got our ponchos on and got in the line to get on the boat. They emptied the boat and we got on the boat. So, I mean, it was just waiting. The only thing we truly waited for was to get on the elevator. We walked through this thing where they just hand you a poncho and we waited for the boat to disembark and then we got on the boat. And what was the cost per person? So it was 25 for adults and 15 for kids. It's not bad. Which I, I didn't think was bad for a... How long did this a, boat ride last? It was uh, a little over 15 minutes. Okay. No Groupons? Uh, I didn't look them up. Should have probably. But it was... Um, Niagara Falls, if you've never been, I mean, pictures are incredible. It's just hard to describe how big it is and how overwhelming the sound of just the water, just the river. Like, we walked over the river to go look at the falls because there's the uh, an island called Goat Island, which is where you should park if you go there. There's multiple places to park, but you should park at Goat Island, and then you can walk over Niagara is, River. Is it an island with goats? I... I hope so. We didn't see any. Did you say Go say. Island or Goat? Goat. G O A T. The greatest Goat. of all time Goat. islands. Goat Island. <laughs> Tom Brady lived there. Um, just the power yeah. of the river running in the rapids is overwhelming just by itself. I've been there probably four or five times, and I've seen it from the Canadian side and the U.S. side. I didn't value it when I went because it was like on our way to church camp, we would just stop for yeah. a day. But we've actually been talking about going to. When are you guys going? Um, maybe over July Fourth weekend. Oh, okay. It's our anniversary. I will say, just you and I've always boys going to. Just us. So this isn't like a, hey, we'll go with you thing. You want an anniversary time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could we could have something that Nick doesn't have. <laughs> you know, my parents went there for their yeah. anniversary, and they have that typical picture of them in a wooden barrel going over the falls. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Please get, get a picture. Please get a picture. I would assume that the Canadian side would be better just because it is. we have protected our side. And it's all, other than the observation tower, it's all wooded mm-hmm. like and rails. So it's, if you look over the Canadian side, there's a casino and hotels and it's, it's kind of, it's very ugly to look at. Yeah. But it's better to look from. I would get, I you would know guess that being at Canada yes. would be a much better view. Yeah, it is. Uh because, you know, we're better. I'd want to look over at us too. 
Please refrain from whatever it is yep. you're wanting to say at this <laughs> and moment. And that concludes today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, you know what time it is. Um, that's from another show I watched. Yep. Sorry. It's like ingrained in my brain. Well, the next unofficial sponsor will be America. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> July no, 4th the, is coming. The reason I think it's better is because you get to look at America. That's why it's better. It's because <laughs> it's gosh. a prettier view. Mm-hmm. If we have any Canadian listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do love you. Canada's Jesus died for you, too. It's a beautiful place. It actually is a beautiful place. Oh, yeah. No, it absolutely is. Uh Anyways, that took a weird turn. Yeah. So Niagara Falls and Made of the Mist, our unofficial official sponsor. And Andy Skiles. And Andy. A Thank you, Andy. We, uh, I'll well, probably this has put him in a barrel <laughs> going <laughs> off the falls. He is American. <laughs> Andy is American. Andy is American. <laughs> I should have started that way. with, is it the Made of the Mist? <laughs> uh, Sorry about that, by the way. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in on another <laughs> maybe not so thoughtful Thursday. <laughs> Uh, just a random Thursday and we look forward to hanging out with you some more. All right. Thanks.